welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, episode 230 out of the Get Around Podcast, the penultimate episode before the Traverse City area code uh, episode of the Get Around, uh, which we've been previewing now for weeks upon weeks upon weeks uh, as we get closer and closer and continue to play. Uh, this is the Get Around Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Queeley, sports editor with the Traverse City Record Eagle. In studio, James Cook senior sports reporter for the Record Eagle, and Jordan Puente, uh, the newest addition to the Record Eagle sports team. Boys, how are we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Survived the first snowfall. Hopefully Jordan did too. It was cold on Friday, you know, nothing nothing bad. You know, winds, 40 degrees. See, that's, that's, that's why I want to know. The one thing that we don't know is uh, it has 7-4 and four sports director Harrison Beebe continued his streak of being in the water uh, every day. His goal was to get up to 100 days. Last I checked with him, I think that was like Saturday. Uh, he, he was at 93. He had been in the water, had been in either Lake Lake Michigan or some sort of freshwater lake uh, for 93 days in a row. Uh, I wonder if he braved the elements today and uh, went and jumped in the water. He, he said that it, it's been getting to the point where has to blast the heat in the car on the way home and then has to get back home and take, like, a warm shower to uh, thaw out, basically, uh, to fight off the hypothermia that I'm sure he's he's suffering. But uh, good luck, Harrison. We're, we're pulling for you. We're, we, we, we hope the streak is still alive and well. That's um, an interesting streak. Wow. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All, all for his nieces, by the way. Like I think his nieces bet him that he couldn't do it, and he, of course, is a competitive soul, uh, and is oh, is going along with it. So, so good luck, buddy. We hope you're we hope you're doing well. Boy, dude. Um, you know what, James? You know what we didn't talk about last week that I'm a little upset we forgot about. Hmm. Uh, my campaign for the for Bear Lake to change their mascot name from the Lakers to the Lake Bears. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just want to. I, I just want to bring that up one more time before uh, we we start doing this every week now. Uh, the campaign that I think everybody really needs to get behind. Um, I don't know if someone wants to start a petition on change.org, but let's let's get this moving. Uh, the Bear Lake Lake Bears is it's really something. I, I think I'm gonna. It's gaining steam. I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go to a board meeting. I'm gonna go to a Bear Lake board meeting and say, hey guys. I really think you should change your your mascot to the Bear Lake Lake Bears. And then they can take the, uh, uh, the you know the football helmets. They have like the ship's wheel on there, uh-huh. and, put a, and they can just bear have a bear behind it. Behind it. Yeah. A bear oh. at the ship's wheel. See, this is gold. All right, all three of us are going to be going to the Board of Education meeting <clears throat> of Bear Lake uh, next month, and we're campaigning now. We we want the people behind us or our listeners start sending emails. No, I'm kidding. Please don't. Please <laughs> don't. <laughs> As always, uh, episode 130 of the Get Around Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, and our sponsor is Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations at Traverse City. They make that are freaky fresh, and they do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak, yeah. Yay. All right. So uh, last week, I guessed Hawkins, Indiana for 230. James, you went uh, north Let, of Letter the border, Kenny, Ontario, to uh, to Canada. Uh, Jordan was not here to give a pick, and we didn't do one for him. So it's just James and I this week. 
James actually, Jordan, I don't know if you listened to the podcast last week, James actually legitimately won. He guessed um, Atlanta, Georgia for The Walking Dead, and no. area code 229 ended yeah. up being in the state in, of in Georgia. Georgia. Not, it wasn't not Atlanta. It, it oh, wasn't not Atlanta. Oh, I, yeah, I it's, oh, man. That's still a win. That's still a win in my book. Hey, that, yeah, so where's, uh, where, where's 230? I looked up 230. Yeah, you're going to win this one. Uh, you're going to be much closer than I am. Uh, yes. It's in Florida, so you had Indiana. Oh. So that's way, way closer than Ontario to yeah, Florida. All right, oh. so I do pick up a win, but I got excited. I thought I was, I thought I was going to get a legitimate win. Next, <laughs> next, I'll, I'll next week, we all win. That's right. Next week, we all win. That's yes. Right. Is there, uh, is, has there ever been any sort of movie or set in? Oh, we would guess, um, we would have to guess Station Eleven. Uh, did you guys watch Station Station Eleven on HBO? The post-apocalyptic. Oh yeah, I started watching that. Yeah, it did have some Traverse City references in that. It we does know. have some Traverse City references in there. So uh, that's all of our guesses. All of our guesses. Yeah. Is, or the Dogman. Will, will be the Dogman. Station. Movie. Oh, the Dogman. I was thinking Escanaba in the Moonlight, but that's not a two three one area code. I would imagine. No, that'd be UP. Um, that'd be nine oh six. I know. Yeah, I was and then. Movie. Oh, I totally forgot what movie it was. Did you guys know that the airport in Die Hard 2 is actually the Alpena Airport? No. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Die Hard, Die Hard 2 was filmed at the uh, at that uh, little airport in Alpena, which I think is now decommissioned. But uh, Could be. Yeah. So <laughs> Was it the, we'll pick di- was it the we'll commercial we'll one Die or Hard the Air Force two. one? Because there was an Air Force base, I think, in Alpena, too. Oh wait, was it the? Ooh. It was either the airport. Yeah, I think it was. No, it was the. Was it the airport or the church or it was something? Part of Die Hard Two was filmed in that in that location. So now I gotta now I gotta look this up because I'm. <laughs> you, you guys continue. <laughs> For a long gonna... time since I've seen Die Hard Two. Die Hard One I see frequently. Die Hard Two. Yeah, I, I see. I watch Die Hard. Die Hard One and Die Hard Three are awesome. I love them all. You know what should be an so. actual debate, like down the road that we should have? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes or no? We've had this. Yeah, dis- we've had this discussion. Yeah. many times. It it almost yeah. uh, ruined friendships. <laughs> it yeah, is, it is. A Christmas I mean, movie. For, yeah. for me, for me, it is. Yeah, for it, me it it's, is too. It revolves around, it revolves around the holiday of Christmas. Yeah, just like yeah. Home Alone exactly. is a Christmas movie to me. Exactly. So. There you go. Uh, yeah, I saw. Okay, so I found a a, a Los Angeles Times article from 1990 and yes it says that it was that it was filmed at the tiny regional airport in alpena because they were supposed to film it in moses lake washington but they got a whole bunch of rain right before they were going to film so they had no snow yeah so there you go guys and then the headline calls it tiny michigan town (laughs) (laughs) i know i know i know it's tiny michigan town on the map yeah i know i know Reed C. Reed Seabase would have some things to say about Alpina. I know he was. Yes. The, the, the former, the former Alpinaite, Al, Al, Alpinian. How would you? What would they be called? Alpinian. Alpinian. I guess that's Al, a. Alpinaganian. Alpinaganian. Oh. <laughs> Al, Alpina. Alpnander. All right, let's move on from this. All right, everybody knows what we're guessing next next week. So, a uh, very special episode. 
let's get into the pulse and uh, talk a little bit about Traverse City St. Francis because, my God, what a weekend did they have. That athletics program will run down. You had the football team uh, pretty much annihilate uh, number nine ranked Lawton at home uh, on Saturday. You had Grace Slocum, who was tied for first uh, and then ended up finishing third at the Division Four uh, Golf State Finals. You had the boys' tennis team finish third uh, at the state finals, and Owen Jackson win a, an individual state championship at two singles. And maybe, just maybe, he will be mentioned a little bit later in the show uh, during the Get Around Hall of Fame nominations. Um, you had both the boys' and girls' cross-country team win the Lake Michigan Conference championships. The girls for the eighth time in a row, the boys for the third time in a row. Um, and you have the volleyball team uh, finish second at the McBain Invite, which had a boatload of teams there. They went five and one on the day. And a boatload of Am I missing? <clears throat> oh yeah, and they're they're ranked all over the place. Yeah. Like, am I missing anything? Like, oh, they. I think that's were... all the spring sports that they have, aside from the co-op and fall soccer. sports. Fall. Or fall sports, fall sports. Yeah, aside from the co-op and soccer. I think that's all the fall sports they have. Which is with Traverse City Christian, mm-hmm. which is likely going to be playing for a, a district championship come Friday. Mm-hmm. I mean, across the board, that athletics program is dominating. Making moves. And it's not really that surprising. They do this every single year. Every single year, St. Francis is putting together a uh, championship contenders in their athletics program and james you probably know that better than most since you've been following since you've been here for you know two plus decades forever (laughs) i didn't you know i didn't get a chance to read the paper on sunday did did we use the headline of laying down the law no we didn't sorry that was what i tweeted on sunday when i saw the score i I missed opportunity score i said uh it looks like st francis really laid down the law this weekend (laughs) Wow. Missed opportunity. Sorry. I do want to ask you though, because I mean, you, you mentioned it. You've been here for a while. So as far as what you've been able to witness with San Francis, how how impressive is this based off the past few years or decades? It seems like. I mean, traditionally they've been pretty good in a, in a lot of sports. To be in good in every one of them at the same time right now, they've. I think they've continued to prog- progress with the non-football sports. You know, I mean, football. They've always been good in football, um, right? And but but they've continued to progress and had the other sports be on a on a big level as well. I mean, they've always been pretty good in like cross country and track. You know, Duffing has had them there and, and coaches before that. Uh, but now you're seeing them in soccer, golf, all these other volleyball. sports, and yeah, volleyball now too. Being a a force, you know, more so than than they have been in the recent past. So, um, for them to do this in every sport at the same time is is pretty impressive. You know I mean, and have you ever seen anything like this before, yeah. James? Not at one school, not that I can recall. At, at yeah. one time, um, I mean, you know, to have a football team that has a chance to go undefeated in the regular season, to have uh, you know a soccer team that's uh, going to, you know, probably be playing for a district title, 
and had a really good regular season run, a volleyball team that's ranked, you know, a, a golf team that finishes way up there. The tennis team is usually up there, but, I mean, finishing top three with another state titleist and everything. And, I mean, just just all of it at the same time is is crazy. I mean, especially for a school of, what, 350 kids? Jeez. That's right. impressive. Yeah, you, you, it's, uh, it's a collection of some of the, the best athletes uh, in, in the state, in the area, doing things that are, are just incredible. I mean, what Grace Slocum is doing as a sophomore, and I know that Mia Melendez, who won, was a sophomore, and I know that the runner-up, uh, whose name is escaping me, but she was from uh, Brooklyn, Columbia Central. I can't remember. Her name is escaping me at this, uh, right now. I apologize for that. Uh, all three of the the top three finishers in Division Four for golf, they were all sophomores, and I think fourth place was a freshman. Um, but that's still incredibly impressive. A sophomore being up there, uh, going for it, and had she not stumbled a little bit on her last three holes, she might have she might have won. Uh, that's how good she played uh, over those two days in some pretty difficult conditions on, on Friday and Saturday. Neither days were especially nice and the and the cross-country team did well too on, on saturday right i mean yeah they, they i mean won. they're ranked both and, both and the boys ranked. and girls and, are and they did that without tennis her. team is ranked and they did that without her right i mean she's yeah. one of their better cross-country runners too she, i think she's, she's so impressive. yeah top three top top four for them their programs all of them are ranked i don't think the golf team is ranked but they have the number three golfer in division four in the state so yeah, what what St. Francis is doing? I mean, a, a great bunch of coaches, uh, along with a, a good athletic director, a great athletic director. They they clearly have have built something there. Um, that success is just following year after year after year. I mean, they just don't have down years. Like, how is the St. Francis football team better than they were last year? Like that's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And they'll get Detroit Cat or uh, Detroit Country Day on next Friday afternoon. Saturday. Or Saturday afternoon, yeah. And I mean, that's just another great that's matchup game. Um, that'll that'll be a very interesting game. I mean, Country Day is coming off a loss last week. Yep. So they're not going to be happy. Um, no. But we but. saw. But we saw what happened the last time when when Lumen Christie was coming off a loss and St. Francis still was able to get him. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's got to be one of the, the highlight games this week oh, yeah. as well. I mean, Country Day, I think, is still ranked in the top ten even after losing that game. Right. Well, if we're going to talk about the, the highlight games of the week, and <laughs> I can do a wonderful little segue here, nice uh, the TC Patriot game, week nine between – Traverse City Central, Traverse City West, they meet Friday, 7 p.m. at Thurlby Field. Uh, I know that, uh, James, you will be out there, and I will probably come out there at some point because I know I'm going to I'll, I'll go and cover the soccer game, uh, likely at Elk Rapids, take some photos there, uh, but maybe get back in time to see a little bit of the football game. Both teams coming off a win. Traverse City West finally ended their six-game skid and got a win. Uh, they haven't had one since week one. Uh, they got a win in week eight. But I think 
TC Central goes in as the favorite because they seem to have uh, very much righted the ship. Uh, even without Josh Klug uh, at quarterback, Braden Halliday has stepped in and, and done a wonderful job in place of the injured uh, Southpaw, who is on his way to uh, to Louisville for, for baseball after this season, or I should say after after this year is over. Um, James, what do you think we can expect uh, on Friday, and how much confidence did West gain uh, on that win over Bay City Central, winning 42-7? to well, it's got to help West have some some confidence coming into this game. If if they had lost seven in a row coming into the game against Central, can you imagine how yeah how low they would have come in to that game? Yikes! But coming off of a of an impressive you know dominating win against Bay City Central, um, has to give them some has to give them a little bit of a glimmer in their eye. I think you know I mean obviously Central has won three in a row coming off that streak where they had lost four in a row just like West did. Um, but, uh, you know, they, yeah. they dominated the, the the Bay City schools too. Uh, Central actually did not score as many points against Bay City Central as T.C. West did. Yeah, they scored 35. Yeah, right? 35. So West got another touchdown in Bay City Central. I will say, though, that I know when I covered, when I went to speak to Vaughn, Coach Vaughn, over the summer, he mentioned how um, – Playing TC Central at the end of the year was like was a good thing because despite what happened, he didn't know how the season was going to go. Obviously, but despite whatever happens in the season, it's still one of the cross cross town rivals. So it's like one of those games where if we win, it's like we won our whole season. So for them, like I'm assuming their mentality now going into this game is let's what do we have to lose, right? Like let's just go and just play like that's I feel like that has to be what the mentality is because, fortunately, it's just the way that this season turned up. It doesn't really seem like anything's going to happen after as far as, like, playoffs goes. But for Central, they, they probably still have stuff to play for. So, T.C. West can, you know, kind of end, end their season, too. So I think that's what makes West dangerous. Yeah. is because they are coming in and they're like, we're not – playing after this this is our last game we're not we're not going to make the playoffs uh so this is our playoffs we're not going to make a championship game so this is our championship game oh yeah this is for for for, and and that makes west a legitimate option to be to be to play spoiler to to upset in this game because central definitely comes in in as the favorite team uh but west will be like, all right, this is it, guys. Leave everything that you have out on the cliched field, um, and that's why I think that's why I think it'll be a game. But Sugars, Eric Sugars, the head coach for TC Central, he knows that too, and he will have his players ready to go up against the West team. That they'll say, don't worry about their two and six record because they're not coming on in here, and they're not going to play like a two and six team. They're going to play better than that because they're going to get up for uh, for their rival in in Traverse City Central. So I'm expecting it to be uh, a fun, entertaining, high scoring game. I think it definitely could be. I mean, this you know this Traverse City West team has already given up more points this season than any TC West team since 2010 with a with a game to go. And uh, you know West has got to come into this game too, thinking that they can maybe play spoiler. If if Central loses this game, 
I think they've got enough playoff points already that they're probably in, even if they yes. lose this game. Yes. But if they lose this game, it spoils any hope that they have of getting a home game. Right. Um, I mean, right now, even they're not projected to be to play at home, even in the first round. But are they projected as even still make the playoffs though? Yeah, they're okay. right now. They're in the playoffs at four and four, and there's like ten teams in Division Two that are behind them in playoff points. So most likely, even if they lose this game, they they stay in. But then mm-hmm. you're looking at probably dropping down to the four seed because they actually had the exact same playoff point total right now as Swartz Creek, who is in the same district. But somehow Central is getting the tiebreaker and is the third seed, and Swartz Break Swartz Creek is the four seed. If Central drops down to be in the fourth seed, then you get Midland again in the first round. Yeah, and it's just, this really is going to depend on Traverse City Central and how they're going to respond to having this pressure on them. TC West comes in, no pressure. They can play fast and free and loose. But Central still has something to play for. The Titans, they're playing just, they're playing for the day. And that's that can make them dangerous. Uh, any other big football games coming up uh, that you see this week? Obviously, we've got uh, Boyne City. Uh, they're hosting Roscommon. Uh, they'd like to finish the season out uh, undefeated, which is uh, a, a good possibility. And then, of course, uh, on Saturday, you've got uh, Detroit Country Day coming in the third will take on St. Francis with a uh, 2 p.m. kickoff. Uh, any thoughts on, on either of those two games or uh, other games that you see uh, that are pretty interesting? Yeah, I mean, you've got Frankfurt hosting Elk Rapids, which is a pretty good game. I mean, Frankfurt's seven and one. I think Elk Rapids six and two. Mm-hmm. I think um, so. That that's a good one. You know, Ed Schindler against his former school that he coached at. Um, and uh, the other one, other school that is doing some nice things this season that we really haven't hit on a whole lot is Central Lake. Oh yeah. Had, they have had some huge wins. They are 6 and 2 this season. They beat Farwell this weekend who was, who was ranked undefeated. in the top 10. Yeah. And undefeated. Yeah, and ranked in the top 10. And you know, they've also beaten, you know, Sutton's Bay and uh, you know, they've beaten Brethren. They lost their losses were to St. Mary and then the Lakes, but I mean, that game with St. Mary was a shootout and a pretty close one. So and they held in the lakes to 26. So Central Lake has pretty quietly, I think, had a, a, a really solid season. They got Forest Area, so they, you know, are looking to finish seven and two, which would be the best record since their state championship run in 2017. Yep. Yeah, their quarterback uh, Callum Fletcher has been playing incredibly because he, I mean, the last. Two or three weeks, he's thrown for more than 240 yards and rushed for more than 130 in the same game. So that kid's not messing around. And we know how talented he is uh, in basketball uh, as well. He's uh, a a great athlete, and no surprise what he's doing for Central Lake uh, uh, this year at the quarterback position. I mean, I I just put Misek, and you mentioned Inland Lakes too. Um, I mean, although like Misek did lose on Saturday, but you never know, like bounce back game. And it's just both they have teams. not beaten Sutton's Bay this century. 
Misik has not beaten Sutton's Bay this century. I thought I thought Saturday was going to be the day that they were going to beat him. They, they would beat Sutton's Bay, and it did not happen. They have not beaten Sutton's Bay in a game. They got a forfeit from Sutton's Bay, I think, in 2016, but in live game action, they haven't beaten Sutton's Bay since 1999. You would think that, that this season will be the season for them to beat Sutton's just based off of Well, yeah, because Sutton's Bay is down yeah. and Misik is up. I, Misik is uh, I'd love I'd love to talk to Mumby and be like, what happened? Yeah, I would too, but I feel like that would be a very interesting conversation, without a doubt. He's a cool person, but, yeah, no, that's mine. Um, Just because, I mean, records are records, and a lot of the stuff can also impact playoffs as well. Um, Both of them are 5-3, and three, but, I mean, Atlanta, Atlanta Lakes is just undefeated in conference. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, I mean, that should be a cool, good game, too. <clears throat> and as of right now, Atlanta Lakes is uh, in the playoffs, and Misik is not. After that loss, Misik's not in the playoffs. After that loss, oh, that hurts. As of as of right now, that so hurts. this is like they need to win. Yeah, they need this one. They got to win this game. All right. Well, we had uh, Frankfurt's Nick Stevenson and Fletcher Anderson join James and Jordan uh, in the podcast studio for a conversation. The uh, ranked Panthers have a big game coming up this week against Elk Rapids. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the interview with Nick Stevenson and Fletcher Anderson right now. We are glad to have Frankfurt junior running back Fletcher Anderson. Glad to be here. And senior quarterback Nick Stevenson here on the podcast. How's it going? Great, man. Thanks for making the trip over here from Frankfurt. How did, how did practice go today? Um, it was more like a walkthrough day. Like yeah. We do that every Monday. We used to do like a walkthrough and lift. And uh, we were inside today. So, I mean, it, it was pretty – it was good practice. Good practice. Not a hard practice, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get, we get uh, the – game plan for the week and uh, get what we can. We do a little bit each day to uh, by Friday so that we can execute. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what do you guys know about Elk Rapids? What is it you're going to have to stop, I guess? Or what is it that they do well that you're going to need to stop to to get a good result here on Friday? So looking at uh, what we know, uh, they have a pretty decent run game. they got some big boys up front that are able to block well, so that's going to be a challenge up front for our guys, and um, just knowing uh, their job is in demanding a double team, so it clears up our linebackers to flow and make the tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they, I think they run the ball well. I think they pass the ball well too, as every good team does. So I think they're going to be good both ways that way on offense, mm-hmm. the pass and run. So yeah, stop both those. Has Coach Schindler, how much has he brought up the fact that he used to coach there at Elk Rapids? Um, I think I think it's a, a little personal for him, maybe. Like, he, he really wants this one, but... Uh, he hasn't mentioned a whole he, lot this he hasn't week mentioned about a, lot. a grudge or anything. He definitely yeah. wants to win it, though. I would imagine that there would be a grudge after a, after a school school board votes to let you go. Yeah. After he had a winning season, winning record there. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. They voted him out? Yeah, there was a whole weird thing. Oh, 
it was it was a whole weird thing. It was like it was like almost straight out of a Disney movie because then they had another like uh, board meeting later where like the after they did it, like the public got outraged. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. people complained to the school board and then the school board reconsidered and changed their vote. They're like, probably not coming back after and so they, they offered the job back to him. And from what I understand, and then he's, he had already accepted the assistant coach job at Frankfurt and like turned him down. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm glad to have him. I love him. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. I'm, glad, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. And he's at Frankfurt for sure. Mm hmm. How for you as a senior? Um, some, so he when. How has that experience been? Um, having him as a, oh, this is a question for both of you guys. But you know, uh, but how has it been having him as a coach? Um, I I I think I think he's I think he's a good coach. Um, I like the guy personally too. So I think that like helps build a bond between us. And um. Uh, he's always I think he's given people opportunities when it's um. The opportunity is always there for everyone. I like that about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just wants to win, and he, does, he doesn't care about – he just wants to win. That's it. How about you? Coach Schindler, to me, is he's, he's always willing to either open up the weight room, spend some time after practice, help you understand what uh, any questions you have, and he's never going to hold any of that against you. He's, he's always willing to uh, help you – understand your questions and yeah he just he wants to make us better in a positive manner easy going and easy to talk to what's something that you guys have learned from him as a coach or as yeah that's what i mean so outside of coaching he's a he's taught me how being successful can like uh, can wear off on people like him, him being successful makes me want to be successful as well uh yeah um for sure what pleasure said like uh like you are who you are around so i think that has part of the oath is so like if i mean if people are starting to buy in more and more people are going to buy in i think that's part of the reason why we're having success this year is like everybody's bought in and everybody's like everybody's excited about it everybody mm-hmm. wants to be there it's not like kids are dragging their feet at practice or like Skipping weight room, that sort of thing. Like everybody's showing up, mm-hmm. we're buying in, and it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not so much fun when everybody doesn't buy in. Yeah, that was kind of would kind of go into the next question I was going to ask, which is what's what's different this season? I mean, you're seven and one. It's the most wins you guys have had since I think 2017. I think you, you can tie that if you win against Elk Rapids. So, what's different that you guys are suddenly having a lot more success than in the last few years? So my Two years, or I guess three years on varsity, this year is different because the bond on our team is much stronger, and I think that directly relates to the game. And when all of us are, like, our bond is strong and we can trust each other and we know that the other person is going to be doing their job, then we can just execute when it comes to Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think... Uh when you can like trust the guy next to you and not worry about like him messing up and having to like compensate for his mistake while doing your own job. I think that helps certainly a lot. I think that's a big factor that we're all like, I, th- I think we're well coached and I think everybody wants to do their job and we want to win. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun. It's 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun winning. Mm-hmm. What, aside from winning, what are the things that the team does together to make the game a little more fun outside of, you know, practice or, or games or whatever? What are some of the things the team does together? I mean, I'd, I'd say we're all friends with each other. Like, there's not, like, a single kid on the team where I can be like, oh, I don't like that kid. Like, we all just like each other. Mm-hmm. And um, we all do pretty similar. We all have pretty similar hobbies. We play other sports together, and we're in school all day, so. Couple like, hobbies. That's like, a lot of it. Like, similar hobbies, like, as far as, like. Like, uh, me and some of the other guys, we snowmobile and we hunt and fish, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Are you a big fisherman or a hunter? I do, uh, I do a lot of hunting during the. I do a lot of hunting during the um, fall, and then when it gets too cold, it's just like, yeah, I'll give up on that. But um, I do a lot of bass fishing with the with my teammates, uh, like when the ice first melts, because it's the most fun. And then mm-hmm. we do, it was during the summer, it was one of our first uh, team meetings. We, it was like, I don't know, like 10 o'clock at night or something. We went, we swam out in Crystal Lake and got on this this raft and that's just it was a memory that uh, I'll probably carry with me the rest of my life mm-hmm. yeah yeah we had a we had like a team meeting at coach Schindler's and he basically like told us um season can go one of two ways like we can uh be divided and he, he kind of like told us this before the season he was like I see this going one of two ways we either come together and we all like come and buy in and get excited mm-hmm. about it and like get close with each other or we don't and we go 500 and I, I think he hit it right on the head with that one and like that like Fletcher said that memory that was like mm-hmm. I think that was the start of it for sure I think if we didn't have that bonfire things might might have been different I don't know and Coach Schindler just being straight honest with us like either this season's gonna go one way it's gonna go the other you guys you guys are the ones that have to choose and uh, Schindler was pretty serious, and he's, he still mentions it uh, in practice a few times that, like, he's proud of us, how we, what path we took, because it could have gone the totally opposite way, and we would have been nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I asked this to some other players, too. Why do you guys like football? Because obviously this is, everyone has their own reasons why they like it, right, whether it's you guys talked about the bond, the family, the, you guys, the connection that you guys have. Well, I want to hear from both of you, what, why why do you like football or love football, or playing it in general? I think it is partly the bond, the family that's created on Friday nights and during the, the fall season, but just the uh, excitement you get when you make a big play, your team gets a sack, and you can hear the crowd roaring in the background. It's just, it's just there. It's just... You're in the moment. It's awesome. Well, you're, I mean, you're, you're a senior now, so you yeah. have four years of playing this. Um, I think growing up, it was just kind of like, oh, like I'm, I'm kind of good at this. Like, yeah. uh, this is fun. And then, like, over the years, you, you just fall more and more in love with it. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, do you watch? Do you, do you guys both watch football outside of like playing it? Like, do you follow like any any yeah. Or any team? Yeah. Do you college? NFL or both? Or I'm, I'm a state fan. They're not doing too well this year. It's, right. <laughs> it's okay, dude. Yeah. It's okay, man. They did it pull is. through uh, this weekend, though. 
Yeah, Pete, Wisconsin. Yeah, that was cool. I gave my I gave my wife a little grief about that because she's a Wisconsin <laughs> alum. I didn't think they were gonna win that. And I was like, wow, you guys lost to Michigan, Michigan State. No offense, I don't think anyone did. But um, that do you like as far as Michigan be for both teams? Do you guys model your game after anybody? Like as far as like outside of um, like obviously high school. Is there anyone you model your game after? Um, not really. Uh, I don't do a whole lot of uh, football watching, like uh, college or mm-hmm. NFL. I watch some big games, but um, if I were to model my game or look up to somebody, it'd probably have to be Adam Mills. He was a senior last year. He's been my workout buddy for the last three years, and it's just been a big part of my life for football, weightlifting, and everything. Mm-hmm. What about you? Like, do you? I mean, QB or defense as well? Like, is there... I know it's um, a loaded question, but it's just something that popped in my mind. I, I can't say I do. Um, I've kind of grown up like uh, everybody I watched, really, like like at my school, at my at Benzie and at Frankfurt, like they're just really not similar to me in the way that I play quarterback. Um, so I don't really have like an idol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just growing up doing it, so I just love it. But um, no, I don't really have an idol for quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple of years ago when this kid from Bensie transfers to Frankfurt, what were your guys' first impressions? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> so my first impressions were it was online schooling. And <laughs> 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 Nick Stevenson was on my screen, blacked out, couldn't even see his face. In gym class, it was just like just a black screen, Nick Stevenson. I was like, gym class? who even is this kid? And yeah. Um, and then I think it was the following year where um, it was actually in gym class. He, uh, gym class was the only period I had him, but um, first impressions were good. He was he was open to uh, mostly everyone at Frankfurt, which he, he knew because of sports because we played him in the past. And I, one of my memories is just getting stomped by Benzie um, in basketball, I think, that previous year, and it was just... Um, I probably had a little bit of a grudge at that point because of <laughs> just someone from that team coming over, but it's turned out to be good. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, and yeah, now you kind of were more of a basketball player earlier, right? Yeah. Um, that's always like what I thought I wanted to do in college, and um, that's what I thought I was best at. I think that's definitely changed. I think it's mm-hmm. I've fallen more in love with like football as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. I, I still love basketball, but um, yeah, I probably probably like football more now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's where you're getting recruited, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just got an offer from Trine. Uh, yeah. Right? Like two days ago, I did. Yeah. And you what? Visited Saginaw Valley a couple times. Yeah, I have some interest from in Saginaw Valley and then uh, some other schools too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> um. So just, I guess, talk a little bit about what it's like on Friday night when you're playing in a game that is just a torrential downpour the whole game. Like, what's the worst part of that outside of the actually actual gameplay? Like, what's it like just sitting on the sidelines in football gear when it's nonstop rain? Um, staying, staying loose, I'd say. Like, you, you tighten up so, like, we both play both ways, so we really don't have the opportunity to, like, get tight I guess is what you, like your muscles tighten up get and, uh, cold yeah get cold and like tighten up uh, 
but like for some of the kids that only play like one way um or some of the people that moved up that don't play at all yeah mm-hmm. it's got to be pretty cool at, <laughs> at, at what point do you give up trying to stay dry well being a like running back and linebacker you're on the ground all the time so from the first snap of the ball to the well, last whistle you're always you're going to be wet the entire game so you might as well just first kickoff you might as well just belly slide right into the puddles so do you enjoy do you guys as football players do you enjoy like like different type of weather where it's not like nighttime and cool breezy like the snow or the rain or it's just too much just downpour like do you as football players do you guys enjoy that at all uh there's a little bit of a thrill to it but if it was my choice it would be like 60 and sunny. <laughs> <laughs> so you tap. Yeah, um, I think there's definitely a little bit of a thrill to it. Um, as a quarterback, no. I hate it. <laughs> I wish it was like no wind, no rain, cloudy every game, but obviously I'm not going to get that. You go to Frankfurt, like it's like that you is. get a ton of wind mm-hmm. and rain. So yeah, there. You learn to play with it and live with it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. So. Do you think that has helped you in your game, like dealing with those? With that type of weather? Um, I can't say I've had to go. Um, Compared to, like, I mean, coming from ben, Benji to... Frank yeah, Frank. like, we do get, like, I'd say probably have more rainy practices. And I think, I mean, obviously that'll help you for a rainy game. Like, you can't really practice for the rain unless it's raining. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. How much do they drill the tradition of Frankfurt football? I mean, like, you know, the 1970s and 80s championships and... Mitch Album came here to write about us one time and all that kind of stuff. Fletcher's been here at Frankfurt longer. I'll let him talk on that one first. <laughs> so last year, the first time I've really heard about or seen was they showed a YouTube video of the state champion teams. I think it was back-to-back. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but they showed a YouTube video of all the highlights of those two seasons and like what our potential could be. And that was like eye-opening to what we used to have going on here because before that I think the last team I remember playing at Frankfurt was like Griffin Kelly um, Matt and that group of kids but other than that um, we get shirts that say 1901 or something that's all Mm -hmm. yeah because they won what back-to-back titles in 1991 yeah yeah I think that's definitely, like, one of the biggest changes from Benzie to Frankfurt was definitely, like, the tradition and uh, the culture and, like, how that's preached to the kids pretty religiously, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah, we definitely, like, that's definitely talked about a lot. And uh, how we don't just get to come in and just win games because we go to Frankfurt. Like, we have to work for that like every other winning team did at Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. How how difficult or different is it for you when you have to play Benzie in basketball? Because I don't think you've played him in football since you've been there. Right? No, I haven't. Um, like people say stuff. Uh, <laughs> the student sections are sometimes the, pretty rough. The student sections, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I, I can't control it, so I just yeah. try to go out there and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, now talk about uh, so Fletcher. Talk about the uh, the powder puff game and. Uh, dressing as a cheerleader for the Power Puff oh game. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I feel obligated to do that because all my other buddies had these skirts that were for sale that day. I think they are like five bucks or something. They found them in the 
uh, a girl's locker room, but um, yeah, I had a skirt on for uh, the Powerpuff game. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you said had to support the girls? <laughs> I guess so. Support the cheer team. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, just out of curiosity, it's just like that just popped in my mind. What's the furthest you can throw? I don't know. Have you ever, like, tested your arm and be like, yeah, I'm saying I can throw this far? I, um, somewhere around 50 yards, Damn. probably. I know I've thrown some like, in, like, with the wide receiver in stride, like, what's, like, the furthest, like, you remember? I know in the, in the St. Ignis game, I launched one, and I don't know how far it was. It had to have been around yeah. 50. Jeez. Is, that, is that launch with the Frankfurt wind or not? <laughs> with, with the Frankfurt wind, we can go add five or ten on there, but uh, just slinging it around, yeah, probably around there. Is it always windy at Lockhart Field? Pretty much. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it's not always bad. It doesn't always affect it, like the play, but uh, yeah. it's, it's always got a breeze. It's never dead calm like you wish it was. Any memorable games? Where you guys this far are playing the past three seasons, or what, three seasons, four seasons. Like both years. Um, uh, yeah, you, uh, we don't even really have to like talk on that one. Like I'm like like beating your rival, uh, and it's been a pretty tight game both times. They've been a pretty like a respectable team. It's not like they were a pushover either year. Mm-hmm. They were uh, solid both years. I think that one for sure. I don't know about Fletcher. Uh, for me, the Glen Lake game last year, um, I think, became off a loss uh, coming into that game. And they uh, had a pretty, actually a very, very well season going uh, into that game. So they had the momentum, and we just had the chip on our shoulder because the previous year, I'm pretty sure we got stomped. So we had the chip on our shoulder, and uh, playing for the seniors uh, was a big big idea during that game because it was the seniors last time playing on Mike and to lose against your rival your senior year is not a good way to go out so with that on our shoulders we uh, we all executed pretty well and uh, that was a very fun game mm-hmm. who's going to be the, the wrestling coach this year now that um, Jamie Smith is gone I do not know they had a uh, from what I saw an application thing going through the school that uh, they're interviewing, but not quite sure yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so who who's the best fisherman on the team? You guys said you go fishing a bunch. Um, it, de- it depends on what we're fishing for. Uh, you guys are good enough that it depends on what species it is? Yeah. For the okay. the river, I'd, I'd say <laughs> me, or, me or Cade. Yeah. Me or Cade, but... Um, I don't know, like bass and stuff. Probably Fletch. I don't know. I haven't really <laughs> fished with Fletch a whole lot. I fished with him a couple times. Yeah, a couple we... times, but I haven't like. Uh, I don't know. I don't really. I just yeah. The river is my sort of thing. I never do the river fishing, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick's, Nick's got me on that one, but. I just do inland lake fishing, just top water, cranks, all that stuff. Mhm. So like down south. You know, like Tennessee, Kentucky, Oklahoma, stuff like that. Bass fishing is like a high school varsity sport. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It, so if Frankfurt had a, a a bass fishing team and you had to pick five guys for it, who who would be the five guys um, from Frankfurt on the team? Probably Nick, Cade, um, Jowett, Jowett, 
and Logan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That would probably be my five. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that would be my five. Switch me out for Fletcher. That would be my five, too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what would you... I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, but... Uh, if you had the choice between a long playoff run or bagging a 12-point buck on opening day. Wow. I got I to gotta go a long playoff run just for the seniors here because <clears throat> I would, nothing better than the end of your senior year with a deep playoff run. I mean, I'm obviously going to go with the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a senior. Well, I, I figured. Yeah, why wouldn't you? We were going to make a run or even play in the playoffs. Next Friday, this Friday would be my last game, so mm-hmm. definitely going to go with the long playoff run. Yeah. Well, and the buck can wait till next year. You can get yeah, the buck next year. You can go on a charter trip in a different state or something like that. Yeah, all my, all my bucks went nocturnal already, so I'm already... <laughs> You've already scouted them out? Yep. My cameras are all at like 1, one to 2 a.m. now, so... Out of luck. Out of luck. Yep. Um, well, if the playoffs started today, you guys would play McBain. What do you know about them? Nothing. I, <laughs> Nothing. I know they lost to Kingsley. Yeah, um, in the opener. Yeah, season opener. I watched like the highlights of that on the, some. It might have been. I don't think his record was like. Uh, I don't like seven and four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the highlights on there. Um, and what I saw, like we could hang with them hundred percent. That's a team we could beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could, they're probably a totally different team now, so I don't know. You know yeah, I haven't looked into that. What uh, and and then if 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 the if the brackets stay the way they are now, projected now, if then if you won that game, you'd probably get Everett, who beat Saint Ignace. Um, Everett's Everett's good. We played them last year. I think we're fully capable of hanging with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd be a good game. What kind of game do they play? You know, they, uh, what kind of offense they run? I think they ran like the spread and a little mm-hmm. bit of yeah, us last year. And uh, they were pretty successful in that last year. It was our season opener. I don't. I think if we would have played them later in the year, it would have been a completely different game. I think uh, it was like a. It was a really new group of guys last year that had never played together. And mm-hmm. um, I think it would have been different game later in the year than mm. what it was at the beginning. So maybe a little bit of a revenge game. Maybe. <laughs> you both played dip, uh, two sports, right? Um, basketball? Both sport we both played three sports. Oh, so football for you, basketball, and what's the third? Baseball. Track. I, I used to play baseball. I run track now. What's your, um, what, what, my, what field picking track do you do? 100, 200, 300, 200, 200, 200. Uh, I sprint and I do high jump. What's your What's your time? Um, I don't. I don't. I didn't really run. I ran a lot of relays, so I don't okay. really know. Uh, I know our four by one was pretty good, and our four by two was pretty good. If you guys were doing a foot race, who would win? Nick, I mean. What? I get. I I feel like I can beat Fletcher in a race, but Fletcher definitely outlift me if we lifted. Okay, so now we're talking about lifting. What's What's your, um, if you were to bench press, what's your bench press? My, my strength is definitely uh, not running, so uh, I think I could outlift Nick but in a foot race. But you're a running back. Exactly. <laughs> He's a bruiser, baby. Yeah, wait. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but in foot race, Nick would get me by a lot of yards. <laughs> a lot of yards. Uh, what's your bench? Like you said, you uh, lift, right? Like, what's your bench press? Like PR? Um, uh, as of right now, it is two seventy-five. Hoping to, okay. hoping to push three three fifteen by senior year. Okay. So you wrestle. What do you do in the spring then? I play baseball. Okay. What position? Catcher. Well, uh, hoping, hoping for the Brett Zimmerman year. What was that? Hoping for the Brett Zimmerman year. Oh, I don't. That's not in reach. I don't think so. Um, hoping, hoping, but. Hmm. Okay. So so you do high jump. So have you tried to convince Coach Schindler to, uh, on like, fourth and goal from the one-yard line to let you go over the top? <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, maybe, maybe we'll do that in the future. <laughs> no, I haven't. Had no. Just run it in. Don't throw away. Like Russell Wilson. Maybe after listening to this, he'll consider it. Yeah. Yes, I to put it in good there, there you go. Wilson. There you go. Maybe go over the top to beat just beat Everett in the playoffs. Just right? run the ball. Maybe. <clears throat> I just keep hearing Richard Sherman just wailing about how he's not running the ball and why is he throwing it at the one yard line. I don't know. This just popped in my mind when you were asking me about would you ask? Oh, the Super Bowl? That one? Uh, no, the Denver Broncos indie game. Richard oh, Sherman yeah. went on Amazon Prime. In the first words he said, "Why are they? Why are they throwing it?" Which I got the three-yard line or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I, like, that popped in my mind when you were asking. The, the, Mar- the, the Marshawn. <laughs> yeah. Not using Marshawn from the one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just sorry. It's popped in my mind. It's one of those things. But yeah. How long have you been doing track for? Uh, Since you got to Frankfurt, right? I, I, yeah, I think I ran... Oh, I, I high-jumped against you when you were in Benzie. Eighth, eighth grade, I ran track. <laughs> I think I played baseball seventh grade. Eighth grade, I ran track. In the ninth grade, I didn't do anything because we, uh, it was COVID. We didn't have spring mm-hmm. sports that year. Then, yeah, 11th and, or 10th and 11th, I ran track again. Do you think having, like, being in track has helped with your game by any, like, in any, like, ways, like, Running out of the pocket, being able to escape, like uh, any, anything at all that comes to mind. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, speed. All Shinley really preaches that he's a he's the girls track coach. We do like do his sprint workouts, so uh, like Panther strength and speed and like running mechanics, that sort of thing, and uh, repetition. I think I think it definitely helped me a lot. Yeah. What about you? Because you said you, I mean, you're not as fast as him. You lift different kinds of distortors, and but you lift like you're able to carry like. If you were to break a few tackles, it's something you could possibly do. Uh, what has helped for you being a dual, like a triple three-sport athlete? So I think the, the our duo, and we have a we have uh, another running back too that we run a, a king set out of. But it's it's hard uh, to stop both of us because he's one gonna uh, kill you in speed, and then when it's short downs, I can I'll run right up the middle and get what I need out of it. Nice. That has to, like, be kind of cool. Like, you're, one of, you're like that guy, like that. There's always, like, the first down back, the second down back, <laughs> and then there's a certified third down, like, back. For you, like, how, is there any, like, 
I don't want to say pressure or anything at all, but like to know that you you're the guy that they're gonna go to for like short yardage, like being able to like take those hits, take those blocks, like like in the trenches. There's definitely some uh, pride in that because if coach trusts me that if he trusts me to get the two three yards that it's gonna take to get that first down, then uh, I guess I really don't know what to say yeah. about that. But no, you good. It's good. We got plenty, so we're all good. Yeah. So, thank, thanks, guys, for for joining us. Uh, best of luck the rest of the season here and in the end of the playoffs. And uh, thanks for making the trip here from Frankfurt. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you again to Frankfurt's Nick Stevenson and Fletcher Anderson for joining James and Jordan. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, as always, let's go ahead and get into the Get Around Hall of Fame, which Nick Stevenson is actually in. But this week, we've got three more nominees that we are going to put up. Uh, one that is a lock, a guarantee to get in because he won a state championship. So I will get us started and put up Trevor City St. Francis, two singles tennis player Owen Jackson. Uh, winning a state title on Saturday in Division Four, He allowed just one point in Friday's action, winning 6-1, 6-0 in the second round, and then sweeping 6-0, 6-0 in the quarterfinals. On Saturday, he then defeated Hudsonville Unity Christian's Caden Dykstra, 6-3, 6-0 in the semis. And then in the championship match, it wasn't much of a match because he swept that 1-2, beating Grand Rapids uh, South Christian's Levi Yaffe. Uh, 6-0, 6-0 to win the state championship. So that is my nominee. James, your nominee. Uh, I'm going to put up Leland striker Daniel Resendez Nunez. Um, he had uh, a couple of big goals early on and another one I think that was waved off for uh, for an offsides call that would have been his hat trick in the uh, Northwest Conference championship game essentially against Buckley. And uh, so that, that win that kept... They got the title back for Leland after Buckley won it last year. Um, so, and then uh, I don't know. You were saying that maybe he got hurt the uh, the game after that, right? Again, in the yeah. When I was uh, talking to uh, Leland head coach Rob Serene uh, after their win uh, in the uh, the district opener, um, he said that uh, yeah, he went out. Uh, Resendez Nunez went out uh, around the the first half. Uh, with an apparent knee injury, uh, attempted to to come back, kind of said to uh, Serene, was like, hey, I think I'm good to go, and then uh, felt uh, some pain again, and they, they decided to play it safe and keep him out. There was, uh, I haven't heard any update uh, on that, so I don't know um, what the final diagnosis was, but uh, obviously wishing good health to Daniel. Yeah, for uh, sure. Going forward, uh, he's one of one of the more talented players uh, in the in the area, and certainly was in you know not was but uh, is in consideration for our soccer player of the year uh, with how well Leland has done. Yeah, he's just a dynamic player up top for them. With the, I mean, he he moves so effortlessly with the ball, like he's just running in a straight line, and it's like you don't realize that he's dribbling a soccer ball. Well. Minus Isaac Kelsey, because 
not only, I mean, did he play well, but they also snapped a six-game losing streak. So I felt like they deserved the uh, nomination for me. Um, Isaac Kelsey went 8 for 11. 8 for 11 passing, throwing for 131 yards and three touchdowns to break their six-game losing streak against Bay City Central, 42-7. to um, Like I said again, um, snapping six-game losing streak, it's, I mean, losing is tough, but when you're losing six straight, it just seems like the sky is falling. Um, but, you know, they, they snapped it, so that, that's why Isaac Kelsey is mine, so. All right. Well, you guys are hamstrung. Your your hands are tied. You you have to vote for my nominee uh, because we have to we have to put him in uh, Owen Jackson. Uh, so uh, congratulations to Travis C. St. Francis, two singles tennis player Owen Jackson, uh, who won a state championship and now is in the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan, and maybe just maybe he's also going to be the Traverse City Record Eagle Boys Tennis Player of the Year. So I think we can safely break that news here on the podcast before he even knows. So if he's listening, uh, expect a phone call soon from yours truly. I'll, I'll be reaching out and working on a story as uh, put together the all-region dream team for boys tennis. And uh, should we announce the uh, girls golf uh, player of the year as well? I'm going to guess people can guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess people will guess Grace Slocum from Traverse City St. Francis. So a couple of gladiators uh, are gonna be honored as our players of the year for uh, boys golf and or boys tennis and girls golf. So, all right, let us move on to the trifecta, and it actually has to do with both Owen Jackson and Grace Slocum, uh, because the question this week is: Would you rather win a team championship? or an individual championship. So uh, Owen had the opportunity to do both. Uh, and we, I, I think our guests last year actually did win both. Uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, our guests last week um, in uh, Charlie King and uh, Derek Berta, who were on uh, the podcast last week, they won an individual state championship last year with St. Francis, and St. Francis won a team state championship in tennis last year as well. So they, mm -hmm. they got the, the, the duel uh, last year. Um, but that's, that got me thinking, because St. Francis, girls golf, they were in ninth place. They weren't going to win the team championship, but Grace was in first, and so she still had a shot to win an individual uh, state title. Uh, what about you guys? What would you, what would you rather win, team? Would you rather win with a team or, or win on your own? Uh, the greedy bastard in me wants to say individual. Um, but, I mean, I think it would be pretty sweet, though. I think it would be kind of more memorable to win a team title. If you're playing a team sport that also has an individual championship, I think yeah. it would be cool to win the the team title. I think there would just be a lot more celebration celebrating a whole team than just one person. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. It's so, it, not, it, not only is it memorable, but like it's like one of those things where – it's either your friend, like you have worked so hard for something, like as a group, and to win it as a group is, I, I assume, a lot more meaningful than like only yourself, like winning it. Uh, so I'm for team, team championships as opposed to individuals, but that's just that's yeah. Just, no one's ever rushed a tennis court or rushed a yeah. uh, 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 you know the 18th hole. I mean, they've gathered around the 18th hole on uh, uh, you know at, 
the Masters and the, the British Open and all the majors and things like that, but you've never had something like you saw at uh, Tennessee. I was, I was hoping uh, o- that. O- over, over the weekend, right? Because that's, that was sure, awesome. it wasn't a team championship, but they knocked off the number one team and on Three. one of the worst-looking field goals I've ever seen that, that, was, that was made, um, an absolute just dead duck in the air. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I don't want to discount individual championships or anything like that. I, I would also think like for me, I think I'm better as an individual than I am on a team. And I know that doesn't say much about who I am as a person. Um, and that's why I'm like, you know, I'll go with individual, like, uh, the sports that I really excelled at growing up were individual sports, uh, bowling and golf. Uh, I played baseball and basketball, but I never really excelled at either of those. I was never at a championship level in, in those sports. But the ones that I, I was was golf and uh, and bowling. So uh, that part of me was be like, yeah, I'd love to win an individual championship and say I did this. This is something that I I did. That's the selfish part of me, right? Just as James, you brought up, but. I don't know. I mean, celebrating with your teammates after going through all of that together, there's probably nothing else like it. Following up on the Tennessee thing, did you see that that the Tennessee athletic program had to start a GoFundMe to buy a new set of goalposts to be able to play next week because they don't have another one? You know how bad that looks? (laughs) Come on. That's horrible, man. A GoFundMe? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I tweet. I quote tweeted it, and I added like a McDonald's bag. I was. I just literally just left it at McDonald's bag. For anyone who does not know, they were alleged giving money in a McDonald's bag to students or athletes trying to get them to come. Like that. Oh, was, nice. I didn't yeah, know so that. Yeah. So that's why I added the McDonald's bag. Like just to you know, some people may have gotten it. Some people may have not. But if you're invested in college football like I am, that was like an easy oh, L- L- LMAO type of situation. But yeah, I saw that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, let's not have uh, let's not have that athletics program or that that college cry for that they can't afford new goalposts. Give me a break. My goodness. Oh man. Great right. game though. Great game. Great game. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, boys, any closing thoughts before we wrap up episode 230 of the Get Around Podcast? Who's your World Series winner? I, I haven't been able to ask uh, you guys that because you watch baseball, right? Like, I, Give me Philly. I, baseball I want I want uh, Philly is so much fun right now. They are. Except Philadelphia win the whole damn thing. I take Philly, too. So, right, so that's uh, my sweet. I guess we're both on Philly. So sounds good. <laughs> since since Seattle's gone. Since Seattle's the gone. That's... Uh, don't say Padres, please. Uh, that one's crushing. Uh, so, that all right, boys. Uh, well, that will wrap up episode 230 of the Get Around Podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Always, Did uh, we get the zip code? Oh, wait. We didn't get the, we didn't get the guess of what the zip code is. We don't have one. to. Next week is 231. That's Traverse City. We don't have to guess last week, next week. No, so no. we all know what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. So, like me, I don't know. All right. Well, thank you to our Audible viewers uh, for tuning in to episode 231 of the Get Around Podcast. I've been your host, Brennan Queeley. Alongside me, James Cook, Jordan Puente. Episode 230 is in the books. Mm-hmm.